Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. I love you. Today is February 24th, 2019. We're going to read some comics, drink some beers, and most importantly, we're going to have some fun. Some fun. We're back for another wonderful episode of Craft Comics, the weekly comic book podcast where we drink some beers, talk about last week's comics, and enjoy each other's company. That about sums it up. It does sum it up. That was a pretty good introduction, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, Before we dive into comic books, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask you every single week. How's it been? What have you been up to? Hard-hitting questions. The facts. Um, what have I been up to? We both went to a wedding last night. Show that was did. pretty fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Got to got to have some some drinks. Got to dance. Yep. On a nice big old dance floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else have I been doing? I made a loaf of bread. I <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a bunch of Apex Legends still. Uh-huh. As have you. Uh-huh. I was surprised. You got the you got you bought like a sixty dollar like Apex. Don't tell no like no uh, yeah don't you, tell anyone you did it no you did it no after all the hate and yeah he's not just a for- Fortnite boy anymore well, the gentlemen. problem is is like uh i have no self-control when it comes to cosmetics yeah. and like since that game it's exploiting me because yeah. it's like the fucking um loot boxes yeah. and there's an item that i really want and i'm it's like a one in 500 oh, chance the knife yeah thing, it's a yeah. one in 500 yeah. chance to get and i'm i bought like 60 packs and i'm like god i'm mm-hmm. a fucking you're a fucking idiot because of course you didn't get it you know what i mean yeah. like of course you didn't get it but you know i thought it was going to anyway and yeah. it turns out yep you know well that's they got a, me you know they got you that's yep. that's how how it works how what's up what else is going on in your life besides spending 60 dollars on loot boxes oh boy uh i beat resident evil 2 oh yeah for the first time i feel like it's it's funny because i've played a lot of that game but mm-hmm. i never actually beat it because mm-hmm. i started like going through and trying to speed run sections yeah. you know so i was like real good at that That sounds like a jared thing to do yeah start speed running it before you've even beaten it. right and then i was like you know what i'm gonna actually go and finish it up i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna finish claire's a path i still have to do leon's a path claire's b and leon's b so there's plenty more game left to play but what's the a and b uh so it's like they it's kind of hard to explain but in resident evil um you're you're playing on someone who's doing the a path right which is kind of like your uh claire and leon have slight differences in uh-huh. their in their primary path but it, they, it, it hits the same sort of story beats except for i think the end um, i'm not even sure sherry shows up and she's like a main character in um, oh, okay. resident evil 2 for claire for leon and like so so it, it's it's a little different but then the b path is just like what was this character because you you encounter like so if you're playing as claire you encla- encounter leon uh-huh. and if you're playing leon you encounter claire so the, the b path is just kind of like what that character was doing in okay. those things okay um yeah the end of that game was wild man i was like yeah. fucking i felt like ripley from uh from <laughs> aliens man i was just i had like a grenade launcher on my back a <laughs> shotgun that shot electrocuting spikes and then like so much ammo for my submachine gun and claire is a fucking badass at the yeah. end of that game like this lady this the big mutant dude shows up and this lady's like i'm gonna fight him he's my responsibility and she like shoves him off the she like shoves her off the thing hits the like a platform hits the button so she like locks the area down she's like no I got this. Like, and, and like, you know, what I mean? Like, fucking cocking the shotgun yep, thing. Yep. And I was like, yeah, get it. 
That's pretty dope. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Strong ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, super cheesy. Fuck. I mean, yeah. It's like some '90s action movie, but I, yeah. I, I like loved Evil it. Games are always like that. Was it like RE4 where you rescue the president's daughter, yeah, right. and then the last shot is them like driving or they're boating off into the sunset <laughs> in like each other's arms or something? Probably. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like so, like Leon and Leon and Claire in this one, and it's Leon in Resident Evil Four yeah, as well. Yeah. So Leon and Claire end up on the same train together, and Leon like turns around and he's like, he's like, see Claire. I said we'd both make it and it's like i swear to god it like freeze frames him with a thumbs up and a smile and the credits roll it's wild but yeah so that that game came out uh or that game came out i finished that game uh been kind of messing around with unity a little bit the game the game engine oh game creation stuff phil's been showing me some some, uh, Ah, nothing serious but just kind of goofing off a little bit and having, having a good time uh other than that not much not much not much just keeping it real a lot of games coming out, but I don't want to... Yeah. yeah, it was like Devil May Cry is supposed to come out soon. Oh, Division yeah. 2, Anthem came out. I'm, I'm not going to buy Anthem. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully yeah. Division 2 is good. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I, I have a hankering for one of those games. A nice looter shooter, eh, Gary? Oh, stop. <laughs> They're called looty shooties now. <laughs> uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, this is Crap Comics once again. The weekly comic book podcast that's 90% comics but 10 percent beer and this week dan brought a hefeweizen dan you want to tell us a little bit about this hefeweizen i do because yeah we had a hefeweizen i don't know like two weeks ago right and it was that mobcraft one and it wasn't very good well it was it was okay it just wasn't very hefeweizen-y it was too like it was just mostly tasted like wheat and berries but that got me thinking like where have i even had good hefeweizens and weinstefaner is my favorite Hefeweizen of all time. I haven't had it bottled before, but I was on the west side randomly, and I went to Total Wine, which is the store that everyone is obsessed with. And I kind of get why, because it's it's the size of a supermarket and the layout of a supermarket if every aisle was alcohol. Yeah, it's like Target for booze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty pretty dope. And they had, like, every, you know, it was, it's not just wine. They've got your beers. they got your 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 spirits, you know. But uh, yeah, Weinstefaner is my favorite Hefeweizen. It's got a lot of good yeast character to it. Do you think I should be... Okay, so I see that there's yeast sediment at the bottom. Do you think I should be swirling it a little bit to get to pick that up? Or uh, no, it, I mean, it's going to... Yeah, yeah, just pour it all in. That's what I'm probably going to okay. do. Because uh, yeah, if it's a good beer, which it is, the yeast flavor will be throughout the beer. It won't just be like with the yeast sediment at the bottom okay um so dan um tell i know we talked about a hefeweizen a little bit but tell our listeners uh kind of you know what what style of hefeweizen what what makes it a hefeweizen and what um what sets that kind of style of beer apart from other beers that they yeah like. so it's uh got a, the, the largest portion of it is made from wheat yep um it's got some barley in it usually but like the yeah i think it can i think we looked it up and it was like anywhere from like 50 to 100 percent can be wheat um it's got a lot of yeast character very like uh lots of yeast esters they call them which means like lots of banana flavors clove flavors it's not actually banana and clove it's just those are the types of flavors that the types that uh these types of yeast give off yeah and when they make like banana flavored candy it's the same compound yeah right yeah 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 i think so it is it is i've googled this okay cool and yeah they're usually very like uh effervescent very carbonated and this one is as well i can see ladies and gentlemen it's a summer beer it's crisp it's light it's refreshing it tastes a little bit like 
spicy or fruity depending on the character of the yeast. I already took a sip of it, and it is good, man. Mm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Oh, yeah. That tastes like I remembered it. I actually went to this brewery. Yeah. Me and Crystal partially organized one of our vacations around it when we went to Munich. And uh, Weinstefan Brewery is just like, I think it's like 45 minutes outside of Munich to the north. Every time you say this brewery's name, I think you're going to say Weinstefani. Weinstefani. And I have no idea why. <laughs> it's just like, it pops into my head. Freising, that's the name of the town. So yeah, it's like a 40-minute, 45-minute train ride outside of uh, Munich. But yeah, it's this crazy little town, and there's nothing there really except for like the brewery and maybe a university. Oh. Um, honestly, we were, it, it was, this is a super bizarre story. So we went there trying to find this brewery. Um, we got this train. We got off at Freising. We're like, okay, this looks like a town of like 300 people. <laughs> and... So we started looking for the brewery. We walked around for like an hour and we kept seeing signs for like Wine Stefan and Wine Stefan are well, we, we didn't we didn't at first actually, and then we asked some people and they sort of pointed us in the right direction. But in the same city that Wine Stefan Brewery is in, there's like Wine Stefan University. And so we kept following signs, but it was like for oh, the university yeah. so you, you and not the brewery. Then. But they're right next to each other. Shit. So it's like, how do you find this shit? And we were like asking people, and they're like, I don't know. So then we found the brewery, but it was like... How did nobody know? Well, did they, like... I, I, we couldn't figure it out because of the language barrier. Oh, and you were just like, wine Stefaner. Yeah, and they like kind of pointed us in some... Beer. Room. Yeah, and they would point us to the university. So then we found the brewery. But we found, like, it was, like, the brewery warehouse and, like, the back lots. And we're like, how do we buy this inside with food where we can sit the fuck down? And eventually we finally made it to the tap room and it was amazing. And they served really, really good German food. Lots of schnitzel and sausages. And, oh, man, it was just the best feeling ever after, like, wandering for two hours around Freising. Which is a really pretty little town, but we just wanted beer and food and... It was delicious. So that's my spiel. That was a big spiel. It was. I am glad that you found it. Yeah. And this beer is really yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, kind of cloudy, as you sort of sometimes expect um, Hefeweizens to be. I don't yeah. know why that is. I think it's I a high-protein high protein content in the wheat or something that like that. That makes sense. Sure, we'll say that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, say that. We'll go with that. The color is uh, it's slightly darker than pale. Um, yeah. A little, it's got a little some darker caramel. than like a pilsner yep. color. Uh, the flavor is good. It's it's not. I bet this beer is fantastic, fresh out of the keg, uh, yeah, out of the out of tap in Germany. Mm-hmm. But this is the best um, bottled half or canned half of weiss that yeah. I've ever had. So yeah, I wonder if there's a. I wonder if there's like a thing to that where the yeast esters don't travel well or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, they they're um, pretty volatile. I think so. They break yeah. they break down quick. Mm. That's why they say if you're brewing your own Hefeweizen, in, you just you brew it for a week and keg it. Okay, and just go because yeah. it's it's gonna you it's gonna lose all that character pretty quick. Yeah, you know, like within a month, I'd say. And if this is coming all the way from Germany, like yeah, yeah, but it's really good, really really good. Yeah, good. I'm glad you like it. Tasty, tasty. Otherwise, we would have to really fight. <laughs> well, we're gonna fight about some other things. I sure I'm, are. I'm sure in a bit. Um, we got some books this week. We did. It was a very Marvel heavy week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, we only had two DC books, and that's pretty normal, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's a it was a light week but very heavy on on marvel we have five marvel books yeah. and two dc books yeah and of course our three bargain bins no nowhere near as exciting as last week's bargain bins. no i mean those are kind of hard to top you know every now and then we just strike fucking gold yeah with and the find bargain like bins. the donald and trump it, origin story it, it always happens in like the same week we're yeah. like the, i can't yeah. seem to space these things like yeah. I, I just grab three just absolutely amazing ones yeah what was the one so there was the orgasm pirate last week yeah and what else was there wasn't there one other really good one last last week, last week we had the the gay prime oh yeah, yeah the gay right, prime thing when right. he was just like oh and i was thinking <laughs> of, i was thinking about it perfect impression <laughs> i was thinking about how weird that interaction is like um you know, in the context of the writer having kind of like some like, okay, well, and I'm gonna mince words here. He's into like child porn. The writer of Prime, you know what I mean? Oh, we've yeah, talked about this, and so right. we have this like kind of very weird sort of thing where like I I almost wonder if like that I want to say it was like a self insert, but so, you know what I'm saying? No, no, like that character, like if he was writing, if he was writing the gay character as to be like, oh. be like, you know what I mean? It's like almost self insert in some kind of we- like deal. I don't, I don't know. That's what I was, I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know. It does kind of just, yeah. So, so the guy, and he was also the creator of Ultraverse, or no? I think just Prime. I think okay. he was just the writer on Prime. I could okay. be wrong. Like, don't quote me on that. But yeah, he was arrested and yeah, convicted of. Was it pedophilia or child but, pornography? Or yeah, it was. Like he that. he contained like he he contained like like basically nude pictures or he had yeah. pictures of nude boys, which is like very alarming when you read these comics yeah. because the main character Prime is a like twelve or thirteen year old boy trapped inside of a giant muscle man body. It's just weird. Yeah, it's very weird, especially when you like read it through that lens. And I don't know, we're probably reading into a lot of it way too much, but it's like I don't know, maybe like he has like stunted uh emotional growth so maybe he's prime you know but maybe yeah. he's also this other i don't well, know well it just seemed i you know remember we were kind of remarking on how like kind of weirdly jarring tonally it was yeah. where, like the guy was like hey you know like you're cool because you see us as as just people and i'm and i'm like what i was wondering to myself like i wonder if that was kind of him being like working through that on his own like yeah. kind of like i wish that people because i think there was still a, a, a pretty significant stigma uh, around homosexuality oh, in the for 90s sure. and like yeah. it still exists today but like much more amplified in the mm-hmm. 90s i would say so i wonder if that was I, I was wondering you know if that was kind of him sort of soapboxing a little yeah. bit on that um, it was someone soapboxing but, for sure i mean I, I guess hey, hard to psychoanalyze that book. Yeah, I, there's a lot of shit going on. It's hard on there. to psychoanalyze anything in the Ultraverse because it's, it's such nonsense for but the most so, part. But it's so bizarre because it, here we found this bullshit dumb universe <laughs> with so much baggage yeah, around it. It's wild. Yeah, it's true. Pretty wild. Super interesting. But I guess we can get into books that came out last week. I think it was like the 18th or the 19th of February. I should probably write this down. Last week, Wednesday. Last week. Whenever that was. We're going to start off with Marvel since they had the bulk of the books and one of our favorite series to date. I'm putting that word in your mouth. We have uh, The Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man at number three. Written by Tom Taylor with art by Juan Cabal. Colors by Nolan Woodard and letters by Travis Lanham. Dan, do you want to talk about The Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man? Yeah. So, yeah, we were reading two Spider-Man comics. This one was better than the other one. Much. Yeah. So it was, I liked the other one, but yeah, they, it was just, 
They did a, the same world, thing, and this and this does it better. In a world where two of these Spider-Man books exist at the same time, and I have to fucking pick one, I'm gonna pick this one. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, yeah. it's yeah, it, and it is bizarre like how similar they are. They're the same. They're the same. Like even Boomerang as the roommate yeah. is in both of them. Uh, Peter Parker's living with a sort of supervillain named Boomerang, but he's completely inept and yeah. sort of funny and kind of actually a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so in this one. Peter ha- is following, oh, what's her name? It's this old woman who he thought was his neighbor, but who turned out to be, like, a superhero. And she calls herself, like, Prodigy or something, some generic yeah. kind of name. She's funny. Oh, the the rumor. The rumor. That's it, that's it. That's it. Um, and, yeah, they find out that there's a city underneath New York. What is it called? Under New under, York? Under York? Or under York? It's something like that. It's yeah. funny. It's funny, yeah. Welcome Un- to Under un- York. Under York. That <laughs> yeah, was good. I kind of cringed at that, but it was funny. Um, it was and, that when you were like, I remember you reading this book and being like, that's dumb, but I think I like this. Yeah. Is that, was yep, that that part? Exactly. Okay, I had a feeling. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to Under York. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing which yeah which is kind of a cool concept i guess it's also really weird and they didn't really do that much with it i mean there's like a big orange man who wants to kill them who lives in under york and he's bringing in under york I army love, yeah. against new york is that is i that think correct? that's the gist of it i love that they just casually slip in this city that's built underneath the earth's crust yeah. and instead of having like ocean around it it's lava and there are red people living there yep. and peter parker's like that's not even the weirdest thing i've seen this week <laughs> so that's totally fine yeah they have a lot of good a lot of good spider-man quips in here yep yeah oh yeah this was a good one where she says patronizing sarcasm really doesn't suit you and he says don't say that it's the one and it's one of the, one only, of the only things, things I, have. I have yeah he's funny it, <laughs> yeah this book is written really funny i think the guy's got um Peter Parker's voice, like Spider yeah. Spider Man's voice. I don't know. I can never really like tease the two out, but yeah. Yeah, I think Spider Man's more like confident and quippy. Whereas, yeah, like Peter Parker's usually a little bit more. Oh, I got so many things to do, you know, because I'm Spider Man. Oh, I got shucks. all these chores. Yeah. Um, shucks, Aunt May, Uncle Ben. What a what a tough situation that was. Yeah, yeah. And then the the fucking Invisible the Man invisible from Mass man Effect from shows Mass up Effect. and shoots him with a golden gun. Slash also that the looks... man with the golden gun. Hey, you know what? That looks a lot like the pistol from Halo. It does, Dan. It does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying. So, okay, I think the general gist of this story, um, Peter Parker is living next to this old lady, and she asked her to watch this one lady or to take care of her or something like that to take care of the kids you no mean, the, la- the, the 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 lady she oh, asked her yeah. to watch the lady the lady gets abducted and then leaves her two little kids so or two leaves, little orange kids two little orange babies uh leaves peter parker with him so he ca- does the the dumbest thing ever and calls johnny storm <laughs> johnny storm johnny storm over to so when you have kids you know that's who you got to talk to right johnny to storm. to babysit yeah there's a nice little moment with johnny storm and boomerang here where yeah. where he's like you're jo-, boomerang's like you're johnny storm and he's like are you johnny storm's our-? in pete's in his apartment and he's li- care of the and kids. he's literally in costume i don't know why he isn't yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like not in costume but then like he's like you're not here for me are you and he's like no 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 i'm here for these kids wait a minute should i be here why should i be here for you and it's kind of it's <laughs> he's like uh i'm just gonna close this door and mind my business yep it's, um, it's funny this yeah, is this was good it's a good setup um i'm curious really good yeah and there's a really nice like spider-man scene where he gets shot uh trying to save him yeah. and they did the spider-man thing where they're like it's three miles up you can't possibly carry two of us you have a gunshot yeah. wound and he does it and just passes out because that's what spider-man does yep. man yep he just gets the shit kicked out of him because that's who he is that's who he is 
But yeah, this was really good, and yeah, oh, the art is so good in this. It's man. really good. It's so good. Lots of good swinging. Yeah, yeah. the The action is super good. I noticed. Like the um, this is me attempting to critique art so please just (laughs) bear with me here but like the movement in it is very good when the um the lady that i can't i I don't know her name the one that rumor no 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 the one who got abducted um and she gets thrown the rumor throws her out the window the way that that panel flows is just like it's superb i don't know it was really it was really neat yeah lots of pretty colors uh ratings ratings jared you want I me to would, i would give it a four you give it a four i think yeah, i give it a four i think i give it a four and a half yeah. I, I really like this book yeah it was really good i don't know the the overarching story isn't that great to me yet but it's it's you know it's not it doesn't command that much of your attention so it's not that important but yeah. it's mostly about the characters and the good quips and the good art and just Spider-Man being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right, you know? and small stakes, right? Yeah, we we're always yeah. talking about how like how much we want small stakes. Yep. This isn't really that small. There's a whole city underneath there, yeah. New York, but comparatively <laughs> Comparatively. Small, yeah, yeah. For comic books. Uh, yeah, so four and a half out of five for Jared and four, four out of five for, for Danny Mac. Mac. Uh, let's move on to the next Marvel comic for the week. We have Guardians of the Galaxy number two, written by Donny Cates, with art by Jeff Shaw, colors bar... Colors, colors bar colors bar colors by marte mart marte gracia and cory pettit vc's own by the way cory pettit on letters i can kind of sum this one up uh thanos is dead gamora's like in prison she's not really in prison but she's somewhere i don't know where she is but a lot of people are trying to kill her because because they think that Th- so so thanos is dead and yes. he called a bunch of his enemies to kind of give like a funeral and they all showed up being like finally he's, he's dead or whatever and then he shows up like in a hologram being like lol i downloaded my consciousness to one of you i'm still alive in, yeah. in at least my mental state uh jokes on you kind of thing but um, in whose body is right the question uh so there's a new guardian to the galaxy and it's a ragtag team of people who are already fighting each other um peter quill's apparently has dated uh kitty pride pride yeah they had a skype conversation there's some alcoholism mm-hmm. and now it looks like there are two guardians of the galaxy teams right that's kind of what they were yeah hinting at, so. at the end well, there's there's two teams one of them are like we're we're going to try to i think what the way that they're splitting this is they're going to try to track one of them the the good guys peter quill's yeah. team is going to try to track down thanos's body <clears throat> And the other one, the bad guys with um, da, ba, 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 Cosmic Ghost Rider, yeah. are going to try to kill Gamora. I think that Quill might... I, I mean, I assume that the good Guardians of the Galaxy are going to try and save Gamora. But, like, he did kind of say that they're not really on either side, but he also said that we're the only ones who know where Gamora is. Right, which makes me think that he's not going to chase her down. Oh, okay. You know, like, he's, he's like, saying. we're the only ones who know where she is, like, besides you can't save someone who's already dead. Yeah, which I didn't totally get. Like, because I don't, I don't really, really remember what happened at the end. A of lot Infinity, of yeah. a lot of things happened at the end of Infinity Wars, and we don't remember. Gamora anything. had the Infinity the Infinity Gauntlet for Infinity. a while. <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet for a while, and now she doesn't. And now everyone wants to kill her. Yeah, but yeah. This had come some cool stuff in it. I like the writing. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, always a pleasure. Yeah, Frank I was kind of Ghost Rider. I was kind of bummed he split off from the main team this early though. I think that's interesting actually. I, I kind of like that. Really? Yeah, because uh. Well, fuck you, Dan. I think it'll be interesting to see. You know, I assume he'll eventually get back with the good team. Hopefully, yeah. Um, 
I just liked how everyone kept on telling Quill that he looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty Pride. While the... he's like pounding booze. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Pride and then whoever those two girls. Vel? Vel and somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who they, they are. I, I'm, I am certain we saw them in Infinity yeah, Wars. Yeah, you probably And right. I don't know you're if that was the right. first time we were supposed to see them, but like... Yeah, I remember their outfits and them being. But one of them can summon a psychic dragon. So Which is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and beta ray bills in the mix too. The fucking beta ray bill, who's this horse like Thor. horrifying horse skull Thor thing? Yeah, he's, he's really terrifying. I don't like all of his teeth. I don't like how gaunt he is. Like he doesn't have any cheeks. Yeah, know? he literally looks like a horse skull. You know, yeah, like it's like a horse a, skull. like a, his flesh is decomposing or something. Who the fuck would think of that? I have no idea. It's like, what if we made Thor, but we made his head a decomposing horse? Fund it. Fund it. Fund it. The 90s were a different time. Chris Hemsworth has been asking for way too much money in these movies. <laughs> we're just going to CG a rotting horse head and get Danny DeVito to voice it's it. It's probably Grant Morrison. Probably was. It actually probably was. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Who is this guy that shows up? The dude with the black text at the very Wraith, end. Wraith, they call him. Uh, I oh. think he's. I think they're just kind of building him up to be like the big badass bounty hunter that's going after okay. Gamora. Okay, I thought maybe we'd seen him before. Usually, so my thing is with like whenever they change the color of yeah. the text boxes, you know I'm like, oh, down. is this somebody who I'm supposed to know? Because like Loki, they do that for Loki, right? They yeah. give him his own colored text box. And I was like, oh, maybe this guy is a. Maybe this guy's a thing that I'm supposed it to It may know. be a recurring character, but I got the vibe that they were, because, like, Ghost Rider's like, oh, who are you? What's your involvement in this? And yeah. they're like, fuck off, so. Oh, I, I, I guess the big reveal here is that Nebula is on the team of, she's yeah. on Team Kill Gamora. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker, yeah. Total shocker. She's looking a lot like Nebula from the She from really the is, yeah. I That's the whole thing I'm getting from this, actually, except for Punk Groot, who can talk, which I don't like. Quill looks pretty different. Yeah, I guess Quill looks different. I can't. Groot always talk in the comics, or no? Yeah, and I don't know if I like that or not. Oh, okay. All right. Give me, give me the Guardians that I know from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, do you God. mean Groot can talk? In the movies, he just says, I am Groot and dances a lot. <laughs> That's what I came here to see. Yeah, this, this needs more dancing to 80s songs. Yeah, where's the 80s song? I wonder if, like, hardcore Guardians fans I bet they hate fucking hate shit. the movie because, yeah. like, the, the plebes like me. Yeah. Oh, and the other big reveal is that apparently Gamora loves Nova. And and they're also... Richard... Yeah. His name is Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder. <laughs> That's a bad name. Oh, man. So that... And they, they're going to find him to find her or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird. The, the plot... They're like... We're, in order to find her, you must find him. And in order to find him, you must find battle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. All right. I guess. I believe but... you. I, I mean, it's as good a start as any if they if they don't know where she is. But yeah, this was cool. I liked it. I yeah. liked uh, it had good dialogue. I liked seeing more Peter Quill, not like just in action scenes. Yeah, I was I gonna mean? actually say that I would actually read a mini series of him and Kitty Pride working through their fucking baggage. Yeah, <laughs> or him and Gamora. Yeah, it was kind of fun. But yeah, she's the... like, "Why are you calling me Quill? Why yeah. aren't you calling her?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm sensing a <laughs> some oh, tension oh. here." Did you? Did you? Very perceptive. Of I you know. Too. You know. I'm a thinker. Very perceptive. That's why they don't say a lot about me, but the things they do say are that I'm thinking. <laughs> that I'm a thinking man. Uh, but yeah, I really like Donny Cates. Man. It on the I think I just really like Donny Cates. You love that Dongo Cates. Yeah. So Don yeah, I really like that. I would give it a 4.5 out of five. I would say 4.5 out of five. I'd yeah. give it a four. Wow! Look at us. Ew! Flip flopping, man. Switching roles. Oh, uh, next. Yeah, so, okay, so what was it, a four from Jarrett Moore? 
And a 4.5 4. 5 for Danny Mac for Attack. Danny Mac. Cool. Um, that was Guardians of the Galaxy number two. We're going to move on to Avengers No Road Home number two. This is written by three people, Al Ewing, Jim Zub, and Mark Wade, uh, with Paco Medina on inks, Juan Vlasco on colors, and I think this is a typo because on the inside it says Corey Pettit is on the cover and Jesus Alberto is on letters, but I think it's backwards. I think Jesus Alberto is probably the cover artist and Corey Pettit is the letterer. Thank God we got that ironed out. Hey, you know what? I'm just trying to give credit where credit is due on this podcast. Okay. Dan? Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. So fuck no. No. That's, uh, you wanted you wanted to talk about this. Maybe, you wanted to make a big deal about it. Do you want to do you want to read the credits again just to make sure? I am trying to give people credit for the hard work that they do. <laughs> it's not easy lettering a comic book, Dan. I'm sure they're listening and thanking you. They are. They're sending me a tweet as we speak. Moving on. Avengers No Road Home number two. This is taking off from last week's Avengers No Road Home number one. That's how numbers work. Uh, Where all the gods in Olympus are dead. There's a crazy bitch named Nyx, I think her name. Uh, She killed them all with uh, some, I don't know, abilities and some other people. There was a pretty messed up scene where like some guy stabbed, was it Hermes? Who's the oh, fast yeah. guy? Yeah. Hermes? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yikes. That's, yeah. a, that's a big yikes. Uh, yeah, so she killed all the gods of actual Olympus. Actual, literal Marvel gods. Olympics like Hercules and Artemis and all, all Which that. we didn't really know existed. I had no idea. Week. I'm still very confused. She also and maybe killed... they didn't. Who knows? Because she just like... I mean, they, they appeared only to die instantly. It was bizarre because I was like, hey, you know what's funny? I didn't know that the... I didn't know the Greek <laughs> gods existed in Marvel Universe and now they're dead forever. Yep. Super... <laughs> super duper weird forever quote unquote yeah forever um this is kind of this whole issue sort of you're following clint barton um hawkeye hawkeye guy yeah uh and his kind of inner monologue talking about the kind of the the thread that runs through this comic from front to back is like what is the je ne sais quoi that um clint barton has like he doesn't have superpowers right he's just a dude but he always hangs out with like superpowered people so he has to have some kind of superpower and if this is just kind of like an internal monologue like a rumination on his luck and then like during that inner monologue it's just recapping how this woman murdered all of the gods of olympus yeah um damn graphic yeah it was pretty graphic the way that uh, she like snaps Snaps zeus's neck neck and i i know you don't like her as a villain I don't, I don't I don't care if you don't like her, but she does look cool, right? You don't care. I don't care that, that you don't I like, don't like no, her. No, because you complain wow. about everything, wow. Dan. <laughs> Every single time there's a new villain that you haven't seen before, you're like, I don't care. That's because they're boring. I don't care. Give me a villain I know. I like the we'll we'll get there, but we'll get to it, yeah. Uh but no, this was just a yeah, it's it's another Rolgozar. It's like someone who shows up and they're more powerful than you've ever seen and no one knows why they haven't existed until now, but they don't exist She's until now. She's not more powerful than you've ever seen. The, she just murdered all of Olympus and all of these like okay, but other we don't Avengers. Know, we don't know how canonically powerful the gods of Olympus are in the Marvel <laughs> universe. Man. Well, she Maybe also just... just kicked the shit out of these other yeah, ragtag Avengers. The Avengers get their asses kicked all the time, man. She she what I like about this is she wasn't completely I, I could see I could see that criticism if she was just like, ha, teleports behind you the entire time. But she takes a couple lickings, you know what I mean? She gets biffed a she few times. She gets punched once. 
and then she's and then she's like oh finally someone punched me she gets punched a few something like that i don't know dude it's just boring she just shows up and her character is 90 percent platitudes about like about killing the gods of olympus and all of these these new avengers of the wrong i'm sorry you enjoy things that are fun this okay don't listen to him this issue i do enjoy things that are fun this this issue reads front to back if it's not like a barf of exposition it's the act (laughs) the action is super nice um it's meh there's some cool there's some cool stuff it's meh there's some cool stuff that goes on um i i like the i like the guy who i have that creepy little dude who like gets into your brain and makes you Uh doubt yourself that's pretty cool yeah that was cool uh yeah and then i don't know she's pretty menacing man when when that one girl teleports she's uh, basically Hila though when she yeah i mean no not really when she tell when when that one girl teleports them all away and she gets when she gets nabbed, you know I, I don't know I care about the stakes of this I care about the characters I like I'm I'm having fun I don't really care about any of it I don't really like Hawkeye that much the one I thing don't... I did really like about this was the end um, the end was kind of mysterious because like so they're fighting um, this person and then Hawkeye shows up in a hospital and then Hulk opens the blinds and he's got a grudge against Hawkeye from. A while ago when yeah. they i think uh, it was like oh yeah when secret, they secret wars or something like yeah that, when know? they tried to kill the hulk and yeah bruce banner came to hawkeye and was like hey I, you gotta kill you me, gotta bro. kill me dude i'm i, I don't want to do this anymore and so hawkeye actually did it but it didn't work it didn't obviously work, and now so the hulk's, hulk's fucking furious at him um so he finally cornered him in this like icu and i like that part of it well, what's bizarre is that like i i th- i would have thought that was going to be a later payoff right because in, yeah, in issue too. in issue yeah. one the hulk is like don't ever be alone with yeah. me in the same room yeah and, and i was like oh wow that's gonna pay off like i don't know midway through or something like that issue two yeah they're alone together and he's just like time to pay up boy yeah <laughs> I, like, I like that i like it when they don't stretch things out like that and i like it well i just thought that well i didn't think that they're gonna keep hinting at it yeah. you know what i mean I, yeah i just thought it was gonna be one of those things where they mention yeah. it and then like six issues in you've forgotten about it because they've yeah. been fighting each other and then you're like oh fuck i forgot about that but they, but they dude didn't you cannot tell me that you actually cared about this hawkeye exhibition look at this this is your like antichrist this one page covered with only text about it's the only superhero monologue it's the only one it's the only one that did it and i don't know it was i thought it was spaced out throughout the comic decently well i mean yeah that one panel there's a shit ton of exposition i don't know if i read it all i don't know i kind of like <laughs> i was like okay that's fine yeah i just yeah we disagree on books like this i think fundamentally like i just like a fun dumb action romp and you're you're you don't as much i, I don't have that deep hated deep seated hate for rogozar like you do either i mean he's yeah. kind of lame and i just don't like tropes and this is like 90 percent. dude tropes. you're reading a comic book it's like the tropiest medium that exists. But you can do creative stuff with it. Yeah, this and is this creative and it's fun, man. Really, I didn't think it was fun. Well, you... It's just people fighting another bad guy. It's like... You That's could so... every comic book ever is people fighting another bad guy. Yeah, but some bad guys are interesting and this is just another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. It's just... You could... Again, same criticism of Roll Goes Art. You could substitute her for literally any villain that has superpowers and this comic would be exactly the same. Who cares? Why do you care so much? It's just boring. It's not. It is boring. It's fun. All right. We're going to disagree on that one, Dan. Plus, ratings. Hawkeye ratings. monologue. So bad. Ratings. No one cares about Hawkeye. Ratings. Um, 2.5. 2.5? Yeah. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. Woo! I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I, three, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not like the worst. Uh, no. I, honestly, the last bit, like, hooked me. 
I was, I'm interested to see what the Hulk does to Hawkeye, even though it won't be much. I know it's like going to be a bait and switchy kind of thing where, I don't know, maybe he'll like... Time to pay up, Barton. And then he like slaps him with his finger and then he's like, all right, we're good. Yeah, something I don't need like to that. hurt you. Or maybe he'll just say something really mean to him. <laughs> that you know would be I mean? hilarious. Just like... If he just broke him down emotionally yeah. instead of... That would if be He's funny. just basically like, you know, the whole rumination in this is like, Clint is like, fucking his inner demon is like, you're nothing. You're yeah. fucking... And garbage all you did was that. just yeah you're just you just got lucky like a shit ton of times yeah. and like your luck's gonna run out and hulk is just like you're nobody <laughs> he's just like, i forgot you existed until you tried to kill me the only reason you're in the marvel cinematic universe is because your mom <laughs> i don't know your mom did some made sandwiches for the director or something that's what i was i don't, I don't know and that uh, was that, that joke was... just ran away on yeah. me I, don't, I have no idea all right well very specific it's break time, that was man. very specific <laughs> your mom made sandwiches for the director I feel like you were obligated. going to go to a darker place with that and then it's like yeah your mom made made sandwiches i i honestly so here i said your mom and then i was like oh the because i was just free i was riffing and i was like <laughs> your mom and i was like what's the what's the low-hanging fruit here i'm like oh well well can't go the, there i was like i don't want to I don't want to be, everybody has a mom, man. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drag moms across the nation. So I'm like, okay, made sandwiches. <laughs> Check. There we go. Wholesome memes. <laughs> wholesome, wholesome, wholesome. All right, let's take a break, yeah? Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, refill some beers. Refill talk about some Wein Stefan or Hefeweizen. Some Wein Stefan, Gwen Stefani, Hefeweizen. Enjoy one today. Uh, yeah, and then get back to the rest of the books. Sounds good. Sounds great. Break. Da 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 we're back. We're back. Fresh beers poured. A perfect pouring. A perfect pouring. If I would say so myself. Uh, ready to talk to you guys about some more comic books. But first... No, no, no. Look up. Follow the script. We're not, we're not checking in on the beer until after the second break. Uh, okay. Unless you want... Do you want to talk about it? Do you have something, something else to no, say? No, it's fine. Dan, come on. Don't it's be like that. fucking fine. Don't dude. be like that. Come on. What do you want to say? I just want to say I like this beer. Yeah, it's good. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, looking forward to your thoughts on the next time when we touch when we touch bases on this. Uh, moving on, Dan, you present this while I take a drink. Okay, this is a book about old men mm-hmm. being X Men together, and me and Jared were laughing about it while we were reading it because. We were saying there's like a lot of old man comics right now. Like there's old man Logan, old man. I don't know. Was old man Cyclops a thing? No, but it should be. But it should be because this, bas- this is basically old. They've man got old. Man, it started with old man Logan, and yeah. then they moved into old man Hawkeye. Oh yeah. And now it's old man Quill. Yep. And now it's old man Cyclops and Wolverine. And Wolverine getting and the most like '90s yeah. muscly man, just veins yep. popping out of everywhere. And we were just joking because it's. It's like all these old man comics popping up just because of comic book writers are aging. They're like, why do we want to make all these young people with fresh new problems? We want to make old men with old men problems, like hating their life and their kids and their wife, if they have one still, you know? So it's just like... I want my Wolverine to have a divorce and two mortgages (laughs) and be renovating his basement He's got to be relatable to the old man Dan, I'm going to teach you how to introduce a comic. Are you ready? First, you read the title. This is Uncanny X-Men. Then you read the number. Number 12. 12. Uh, Written by Matt Rosenberg with art by Salvador LaRocca, Rochelle Rosenberg on colors, and VC's very own Joe 
Karamanga. Really yeah. Joe Karamanga. <laughs> Joe motherfucking Karamanga the on the letters himself. Um, this. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about what uh, this is about? Dude, I didn't understand a goddamn page of this. Okay, uh, the X Men have disappeared or something, and you just you know what happens when uh, when shit hits the fan. You gotta count on the old men to you take care count of things. On old man Logan and old man Cyclops. Yeah. So old man Logan and old old man Logan and old man Cyclops are taking things into their own hands, basically getting the squad back together. Yep. Um, because they're all in prison. Yeah, or just disappeared or something like that. I don't really know what's going on. We we so, didn't read the weekly Uncanny X-Men, but now it's Yeah, we're kind of hopping into this. It's moved to a monthly, I think, and it's written by Matt Rosenberg, who did that Multiple Man um, yep, which we liked. mini that we liked a lot. So I thought it'd be a good time to jump in, and I don't know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, once I find my footing, I could see myself enjoying this a bit, yeah. but yeah, there's Sentinels <laughs> with people inside of it. There's <laughs> Baby Wolverine. Well, such a he, weird panel. Yeah, there's one panel of just like, yeah, some of the art in this is... It's inconsistent. Yeah. Because most, for the most part, Wolverine looks the same, and then all of a sudden I and had to... all of a sudden he looks like a 16-year-old. I had to stop panel. and be like, be like, Dan, is this Wolverine? <laughs> like, I don't fucking understand. Like, yeah. it doesn't look like him at all. So they, so they They're, save all the multiple men and the X Men. They then... bust a bunch of mutants out of out of mutant prison, basically, and one of them, most notably, is Magic, right? I don't know that Il- guy's name, but it's... No, it's... Magic, the girl. Oh, Ilyana okay. Rasputin or whatever her fucking oh, name okay. is. I don't know anything about X-Men, so I... this was... All of this was a mystery to me. They saved Scott's brother, who has electrical powers? All I'm gonna say is the fucking young X-Men died for this shit. Like, just <laughs> old, hairy dudes. Yeah. And I don't know. I loved the young X-Men. Yeah, I... I don't understand yeah i i how do you fucking okay this is the thing about the x-men is like how do you keep them how do you keep them relevant you know yeah. when they're when they're constant you know there have been 40 fucking years of this stuff yeah. there's only so much you can do with them and everyone's dated yeah. each other like you just need to at some point you need to hit a re- reset button yeah and i thought that the original x-men you know the young the young from the future or whatever x-men that they brought in were kind of gonna do that but they didn't but then they just sent them back yeah back to their young and now they're like no the the comic book fans said it you know they were like no i want my (laughs) grizzled vets i want my i want my i want my x-men to have i want my decades worth of drama just like at least four children it needs to be way more convoluted yeah it's not convoluted enough that's so, what I've always heard about the X Men. Yeah, people always. That's one of the frequent criticisms is that it's not convoluted enough. I don't know. I'm of I'm of two minds here. Uh, one of those minds is like this was a pretty good book. Um, it was kind of fun to read. Um, yeah, but I don't know if I'm gonna. Highlights. I don't know I don't if know. I'm like. I don't know if I'm gonna stick with the X Men if this is like the tone. That's my other mind of it. I'm like. Mm. I'm like. I don't. I'm sorry, but I don't want like fucking chiseled dudes <laughs> who are like dudes. I've seen stuff, man. <laughs> I got six kids and a mortgage. Half of them don't even talk to me anymore. Right. Man. It's just like I don't know. I, this isn't what this isn't what I want. You know, I want yeah. like I want fucking young. I'm sorry, but I want like young people doing young people things because I'm a young person, relatively. 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 I'm just like I'm, I don't know. I want I want relationship drama, but it's hard to have relationship yeah. drama when it's just like. When everyone's, everyone's already dated each other, kids. and they're like, uh, you know, I haven't had sex in 18 years. It really, <laughs> that's not really a thing that matters. It's not a priority anymore. And it's just like, that's not fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, I don't want to read that. No, I totally agree with you, actually. It's, it's, yeah. You totally agree with me, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
as opposed to normally where you're wrong about everything, no. you're actually pretty spot on about this. I'm spot on. I would say. So, yeah, I, I don't, this was okay. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I didn't know who any of these people were, except for yeah. old man Logan. You didn't know? You don't know They're magic. not even old men, Logan. This is, that's, the, that's the sad thing. Is like, this isn't even the old man versions of this as billed by Marvel Comics as old man Logan and old man whatever. Right. These are their normal characters. Original. Hey, you remember Wolverine from the 90s? Well, he's 20 years older. Yeah. So he's still old, but he's not quote unquote old man Logan because his hair isn't gray yet. And I think old man Logan is in his like 60s, whereas yeah. these are supposed to be, and I, I hate to say it, I hate to say the P word, pandering. Oh, to the the like the readership, right? Yeah. Like the the late the late thirties, you know, people who would have been like mm-hmm. maybe our age or a little younger in the nineties. Yeah, that's what kind of what it feels like they're doing with this. And I'm not, maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you need a mortgage and some strange children to really be able to relate to this. I mean, you know, the thing about estranged children is if you have them, you might not know, right? That's true. Because they're estranged. Well, yeah, but you can still have children that you know about that are also estranged. True. Which I'll I feel give you like that. is most of the X-Men cast. I will give you that. What oh, Hope Summers, right? Isn't that Cyclops' kid? He doesn't even ask about her once. <laughs> yeah. Where's Jean Grey? Where's yeah. my, where are my, like, six kids? Yeah. <laughs> Not important, man. It's, <laughs> He's yeah. got bigger fish to fry. All right, so, it, the fuck, this is comic book, and, like, this is why I don't understand, like, the, the marriage to continuity. It seems to me, like, yeah, you kind of miss the fucking point if you care that much about continuity. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, different people write these characters, man, and then, like, they do some really dumb shit with them that maybe we should all forget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then, then the <laughs> continuity are like, no! You have to preserve the it continuity. Was, it was in the canon! It's canon. It's canon. Uh, ratings? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It wasn't bad. I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. So, three. Tree? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a tree out of yeah. five as well. Big old tree out of five. Uh, last up for Marvel this week, we have Venom number 11, written by Donny Cates with Ryan Stegman on art. Joshua, 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 Joshua Kassara, art and inks. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So uh, Ryan Stegman did art. So did Joshua Kassara, but he also did inks. J.P. Meyer did inks, but not art. Frank Martin was on the colors and Clayton Cowles was on the letters. Dan? Would you like to talk about Venom number 11? I would. I love this series. This issue was so good. This issue, this whole series is it's good, been, man. It's it's it, Donny Cates, baby. Yeah, oh man, he's so good. It's it's hilarious in how dark it is sometimes. I know, like, I opened this thing up and like midway through, I was like, <laughs> no, Jesus. Like two pages in, it shows like his decaying zombie uncle that never even existed, and <laughs> And like he's talking to his sister, his sister who, who says, also doesn't exist, who also doesn't exist, and she's like, he's infected with the abyss, <laughs> and she's got this like fucked up, this, like, like demon glee- gleeful face, and he's just like decaying on a bed. This uh, this reminds me a lot of like Metalocalypse almost, yeah. where it's just like gleefully dark but not brooding about it. Right, like it's it's dark and edgy, but it's it's just so extreme with it that it's beautiful. Yeah, um, but I'm- yeah. In this one, basically, Eddie Brock has cancer again, um, or does he? Which is, uh, and then they found, um, oh shit, it's a, it's an alternate version of Reed Richards. What's his name? The, the mach- Master. The Master, sure. Or the 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 Maker. The Maker. That's that what it is. Right. Um, 
yeah, alternate version of Reed Richards who's trying to cure him of this cancer for some reason, but he's also being like mad scientist about uh, it. That was the single best page yeah, turn of this week panel. was he was just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, but I guess we're, he's like ki- ki- killing him to find out what's killing him. The irony is not lost on me. Yeah. Such is the burden Such of science. Such is the burden of science with this big ass grin on his face <laughs> with like glowing it's like, science oh, gloves. Okay, dude, like. We know you like are into like, this. Yeah, this is this is a fetish of some yeah, sort. For it was you. funny. I, I laughed at that part. Yeah, but actually, again, which is the best part of this series, the dialogue between Venom and Eddie Brock was so good, and yeah. they did some really cool stuff with it. Like there was a reveal that Eddie never had cancer to yeah, begin with. The and... symbiote has basically been gaslighting him. Yes, every time that Eddie is thinking about leaving, the to symbiote keep him codependent. The, the symbiote makes him think that he has cancer. Or makes yeah. him think somebody in his life has cancer. It's like. Like, yikes, yeah, dude. That's yeah. fucking manipulative as shit. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Because, yeah. yeah, he was, like, going through this flashback of his uncle and sister. And he's like, oh, wait, I never had an uncle dying of cancer. I never had a sister. And shit, I never actually had cancer ever. Yeah. Um, but now it seems like there is something wrong with him, right? Like, there actually is some cancer or something? No, he doesn't actually have cancer. He, it makes it look, the symbiote makes it look like he has oh, cancer. Okay, and that's what okay. the guy is trying to figure out. Okay, okay. Um, but the the risk is that there's something that this guy the the symbiote doesn't want to be separated from Eddie and something right. is something is going to benefit if the, if they're separated yeah I don't I, know what probably is. like another big bad guy coming or something yeah like he does that. say something like he's coming back yeah and I'm wondering if they're talking about that guy from the first yeah arc. the yeah. like symbiote master progenitor kind of thing yeah. yeah there was like a symbiote lord and Venom and you're cool with that symbiotes. you're cool with the symbiote progenitor lord but you yeah don't it like... was cool they had like a whole issue of like uh lore about like the symbiote homeworld and like how all of them belong to this like master and venom's relationship with the master i mean i agree it was cool yeah it was cool I They'd, agree. There was an actual backstory. It wasn't just another villain, like, shoved in there. It's like, oh, there's actually, like, a reason that this specific villain had to be here instead of any other faceless automaton. Automaton? I think that's the right word. Probably not. Faceless antagonist. Sure, there you go. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's cool if you justify it. It just seems like... I don't know. The Are we going to do this again? The Avengers thing. Are we going to do this again? Are we going to talk about the Avengers again? No, it's my fault. I brought it up. I deliberately tried to get you on this. Tried to fucking. And then I I get to swoop in at the end and be the good guy and wrangle (laughs) this fucking podcast back on track. Okay, Dan, you're a bit off. Wow. Okay. Let's get back on. Overreact much? (laughs) Speaking of manipulative. Gaslighting. Yeah, manipulative shits. You're my symbiote, Jerry. That's right, baby. You can't live without me. Uh, but yeah, you have was, cancer. <laughs> you have cancer, and only I can cure and it. Only I, we have to be together. Dan. That's why you told me you were a scientist. The art in this was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was great. There's a lot of like, okay, so so this show, uh, this show, this series has had a lot of like black. Yeah, a lot of really deep inkies, but yeah. in this one, I got and it's a lot of starts out like that. Too. I got a lot of whites. Yeah, the second half of this, when it's in Venom, his brain, he kind of like escapes from the the nightmares, right? Well, it's when uh, it's when the maker separates Eddie Brock from the symbiote. Oh fuck, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, so that I thought that was really cool too. Uh, very and then, clever. And then they're just kind of having a conversation, but yeah, it's all in light. And then the darkness is kind of creeping in as the symbiote tries and like reinter- uh, to reintegrate with Eddie, and he just doesn't really let it. And 
Oh, they did. Ah, they just write Venom so cool in this. Oh, yeah. And then the red, the crazy weird red mm-hmm. thing. That must be when they're talking about that guy who's coming back, right? No, it... I think it's when, yeah, it, it's just when Eddie's super pissed off, I think, at yeah. the symbiote. Because that was the pattern that, like, the Venom, when it was infected, would have. Was that, like, reddish, yeah. wavy thing. Yeah, remember? that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And it it's had, cool. Like, they're, they're, I think it's really neat that they're using, 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 using these visual themes and they're bringing them back, right? Like the spirally mm-hmm. red, and then the deep black, and then the yeah, and the light, and then the big reveal on this. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. Is that this kid who's his little brother is actually his son? Yeah. With who? How do you not know that you have a kid that that's that, that old? I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a it's a bit of a stretch. That's I'm a like... bit confused. It's got it got a little comic booky. Yeah, it's very speaking comic of, speaking about washed up dad who has a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck me, man. They keep on bringing it back. <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah we'll see how that what they do with that but write a book for me since that was the last page of this i'm not gonna knock it for that maybe it won't actually i don't know when are they gonna start writing books for young white men i know i feel like it's our time it's our time and we have been we have been oppressed for far too long and neglected and neglected i mean what art exists what comic books what comic books exist for for white for late for young white (laughs) men it's a tragedy oh tragedy moving on that's it for marvel wait we gotta rate it oh 4.5 four all right so that's a four from me and a 4.5 from danny mack yep the trickster hobbit himself (laughs) (laughs) and move on from marvel and move into dc with a batman a batman jared's favorite uh and i just wanted to say that tom king promised us a full 100 issue run and uh the past two issues of batman have not been written by tom king he's probably just gonna go he better go 102 he better or you're gonna be so furious i'm gonna gonna be so mad i'm gonna need more tom king in my life that's what jared's gonna gonna call him up and i'll be like tom because we're on a first name basis i'd be like tom i don't actually know what his like if he's a thomas tom Tom, where those at? Where those other two at? He's like, oh, I rode all the way to Batman 100. I'd be like, uh, see Batman 64 and 65, <laughs> see sir. See Cliff Notes, yeah, of Batman 64 and 65. Tom, Batman 65, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Guillaume March and colors by Tamor Moray. Uh, Steve Wands is on letters. This is a crossover event. Everyone loves them. You've been clamoring for them. Yep. A Batman Flash crossover. That's Most what the kids want. in history. Yes. They say, you know, the kids called me the other day and they said, you know what, Jared? We want the Batman and we want the Flash and we want them to collaborate together. To and together. that's what we got. That's what we got. The CW's own Batman and the Flash. What was going on with the cover? It's got Batman and Superman, right? I don't think uh, it's fine. Okay. It just looks cool, right? It does look really cool. Yeah. Superman did not make an appearance in this. This was a variant cover, and I don't think, yeah. Inconsequential. This is the story about, it's kind of paying off on an earlier arc of Tom King's Batman run. I think it might even be the furthest one. Furthest. The furthest one. The furthest. The first first one, uh, which is I Am Gotham, which introduces the two characters, Gotham Girl and Gotham, uh, which is kind of confusing when you say it out loud. Yeah, they should have called him Gotham Boy right yeah but they did not gender equity yeah they did not uh thanks tom king wow uh but um their whole schlick shtick 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 their whole shtick <laughs> their whole shtick was that like every time they use their powers they died a little die bit a little more bit, yeah uh and the, then 
the guy actually died. He does die. And so um, this is kind of a payoff thing where a Gotham girl who was supposedly sent to Sanctuary, which if you tune into next week's review of Heroes in Crisis number six, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, nice. I don't know. You see that plug? Yeah, that was a good plug. Um, was supposed to have gone to Sanctuary, but it, clearly it didn't work. And uh, she's now trying to bring her brother back from the dead. And it seems like there's somebody who's manipulating her uh, kind of grief over the whole thing. by Because yeah. they're cloning a bunch of versions of her. They're and making them, like zombie versions of but them. The, but the half-life on their, their like return on investment yeah. on their power usage is pretty low. And, and when they use any of them... Even just like a little bit, they pretty much like explode. Yeah, they like melt it's and fucking... explode into yeah. beams of light. It was pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, and so this one had like kind of like a, a big reveal where Gotham showed up again and it was like, He's hey, like, I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. And you were like, Holy shit, how did that happen? But then he melts. But then he melts and it into was pretty, water. It was pretty light, fucked up. I, was, yeah. You know what? I actually like this one more than the last one. Yeah, me too. Um, it was... it may, it's actually making me think about getting the, the fourth one, getting, yeah. getting the Flash next week. I'd be, I'd be. Or I don't think it's next week. Now that I think about it, it might be. We'll we'll check that out. But. I'm interested in like Gotham Girl. The, honestly, the, the wrap up of it. She yeah, because at the end here she injects herself with some kind of serum. Yeah. Uh, uh, some kind of serum that like. Well, the, yeah. is, it's whatever it, it's, it's whatever stupid. they use to juice up the corpses the of these things. Corpses, yeah. Yeah. So like the the the. The kind so of, she becomes a super unzombie, right? And the price, right? So that's what the whole name of this arc yeah. is. And she says, "The price wouldn't the price be worth it?" So I'm thinking she's gonna explode in the next issue, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. It was. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And I'm kind of. I kind of wish I read that initial arc on with Gotham Girl and Gotham. Yeah. So sure, I'm glad to get more of her. Yeah, uh, the art was very good. The art was really good. I'm, yeah. I'm looking into it. DC kill is killing it on art. I I don't know what they're doing. It seems to be like look the line work. When I look at you know what I mean. When I'm yeah. looking at, I don't know if you want to call it a house style or whatever, but like right now DC's got these very like almost more pencily. Mm-hmm. The the line work is thinner and cleaner. I yeah, think. you're right. Uh, it just looks really good. Yeah, it does look. The good. motion's nice. There's a really cool panel where um flash gets thrown out of a building yeah and like, and like there's a the word wham is like a third of the page and, and it's in, illustrated and inside of the word wham is the flash getting chucked out of a building and <laughs> it just moves really well yeah it's super good um i had no problem following some some comic books i have a hard time following like which yeah. way my eyes supposed to go this one i never i never had that so that's that's a laudable right yeah, pretty good. I, yeah, I thought that looked really good too. Some weird stuff with her face. I thought the Gotham girl's face got a little odd sometimes. Yeah, the obsession to like snot and tears was a bit, um, was a bit high. But Jerry likes his supervillains unsnotty. It's just like, it doesn't have to. You don't have. I mean, look at. I don't know. They just. Bro, this is a Batman comic. This is the gritty. If you don't want snot, then you just get the <laughs> if you fuck don't want out. snot or people melting into exploding beams of light, you're in the wrong you're comic, in the wrong bro. Fuck. Yeah, go back to your Avengers No Road Home pedestrian. <laughs> uh, and last up for new books this week, we have Aquaman number forty-five, uh, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, with art by Home oh, the God. I'm I love this man. I I, I haven't so good man. i don't think we've so seen any good. any other books by the, by I, him. I, the I, name could, doesn't sound familiar we could be i mean i could we could be mistaken but like this is so art is by robsa robson roca 
and uh, Daniel Enriquez on inks and Sonny Cho on colors. And you'd be remiss to like leave those two out because yeah. I feel like you have in this book, and I think why they are able to keep the pace up is the is the combination of pencils and inks and mm. colors just working distributes work distributing the, the weight and i don't know enough about inking and stuff but maybe you know some of those lines that we're talking about like maybe the guy maybe the pencils are like less clean you know what i mean yeah. and maybe the inks come in and really sharpen it and that's that's what makes it able yeah the to, reason like, we're talking about this is because every page of this is a fucking masterpiece it's a fucking banger dude yeah. like it's better one panel of this is better than some of the art in most of the books that we you read. could frame probably 90 percent of it's the panels incredible. in this and it would look perfect on your wall dan do you want to kind of t- walk us through this issue yeah sure so uh aquaman it's an origin story right it's a it's a ta- well not an origin story but kind of a tale of creation yeah right? yeah. yeah so uh the yeah really the main arc that isn't focused on much at all is aquaman had amnesia hooked up with this uh woman who is uh not she didn't hook they didn't hook up no, I just mean, like, you know, they met up and, ah. like, ventured out to sea together. I was like, I missed that? <laughs> I missed um, But, yeah, this arc, or this issue, is actually just a origin story of Aquaman's universe, basically. Yeah, like, a creation, it's a, it's a, a creation, a creation story. myth, yeah. yeah. Um, so they've got the two main gods. There's uh, Ocean and Salt. and Mother, Mother Salt and, like, Lord Ocean father sea. ocean yeah, yeah father sea yeah something like yeah father sea yeah <clears throat> and uh so they create all of these children gods and it's so fucking basically cool. the universe and the way that they illustrate it is just so gorgeous and uh there are just a couple like double page spreads where you flip and you just open it and they yeah. do the smart thing where there's just one tiny piece of dialogue tucked and just in the top left and then just two just pages of just art, the beautiful art, fucking art, art. art oh my god yeah it's really beautiful but yeah basically the myth goes that uh so sea and salt had a bunch of kids um then uh father c d- basically didn't like that they started making the Land. earth yeah and like, yeah. all of the advancements that come with the earth so he he's like jealous. all right we're gonna drown everybody mm-hmm. immediately and mom didn't want all of her kids to die so she warned the kids the kids then murder the dad true in in true creation creation myth yep. style it, that's what i okay continue and uh then she gets pissed off at the kids for murdering the dad and out of grief like splits off into all of these different seven cruxes. yeah seven different children yeah and, and then the and then something there so the 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 first set of kids are being overpowered by the new set of like hate spawn i guess and then she exploded into right and then fire which is one of her kids gives a piece of herself to Sky, mm-hmm. which is one of her other kids, and they make the sun, and the sun dries all the children out into salt, and then wind blows them away. And then she gradually then, picks yeah. up the pieces to reform herself right. as like the big badass guy. It's of salt. it's really cool. It's so cool, man. Yeah. I think honestly, it it this does rely a lot on the art. I don't think this would have been nearly as good if the art wasn't. Yeah. But like that's, that's the art is like, that's a, that's a credit to the writer for for sure, for, for knowing what she's got. And like the art in this added so much to the story. It's one of those things. Like, do you think this issue exists 
if you're if you're Kelly Sue DeConnick, do you think you write this issue if you don't have a fucking artist that can yeah. do this? No, yeah, you don't no because way. like no because way. you're like you're if you're a smart creator, which the, she clearly is. I think she did. Um, she kind of reinvented uh, Captain Marvel. It's like the whole reason why Captain mm-hmm. Marvel is like a thing in the Marvel universe right now is because is because of her. Hmm. She knows how to take a how to take a superhero that maybe is like languishing a little bit and yeah. and give them a fucking injection Shot of, adrenaline. of yeah exactly of new life. And I mean, I, she she's clearly talented because she's writing this to let this artist just go fucking yeah. ham, dude. Yeah. She's like, you know what, dude? You do you want to draw like do like it all. a bunch of different gods and like goddesses and like yep. crazy monsters? All right, I'm gonna write you a creation myth because you're so good at that. Yeah, it's, it's insane, man. It's so good. So yeah, and then the reveal at the end of this is like Lady Salt's back or Mother Salt, whatever, and. Uh, the woman that Thor has been, or uh, Aquaman. Thor. He looks a little bit like Thor. He's got, okay. he's got the beard and the hair. Yeah, but Thor's got short hair now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that the Thor. woman, the woman that Thor his name is Arthur. <laughs> Arthur uh, is one of the Horcruxes that she has to yeah to steal back to become the big bad villain. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I didn't like the big reveal at the end as much as you did. Um, I was kind of like, I you saw it coming, but I mean, yeah, was, I saw it coming. It I was, didn't think it was like that great of a reveal, but it, it made sense. It's yeah. like, oh, that's the logical next step. It was, it was cool, and I liked the salt coming up out of the sea. I thought that was really menacing yeah. and neat. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna peel back just a little bit. I want to talk some more about the art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like that um, is like. 90% of this. But the writing's really good too because it, it appeals to what it is, right? Yeah. It's doing it's it makes it big and mythic. Yeah, it, it ties the two together in like this it's way that's like really deaf, but mm-hmm. um but the art like I it's not just the pencils, it's not just the inks and it's not just the colors. Like the colors are so fucking good. I don't yeah. like the way that he can make uh, Sunny Cho, is that his name? Sunny Cho? I'm sorry. I'm gonna look real quick to make sure. Yeah, look yeah. It's Sunny sure. Cho. The okay. way that he or she can—I'm assuming it's a he—but I'm gonna say he or she makes things glow. There's like mm-hmm. almost like a luminescence to them that I haven't seen in the comic. It's like it's like wild. Like when you look at a page, it's yeah. it's flat, but it like literally your your eye perceives it as glowing on the page, and it's nuts. Like glowing yeah, eyes. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, where like the um the girl he's dragging through the water, her name is uh, I can't remember her name right now. K K K K K or something like that. Her face is glowing. Yep. And it almost like lights the page. Yeah, you're up. right. It's yeah. so cool. It is really it's so cool. so cool. Like a little spot of light. I I can't say enough good things about this new Aquaman creative team. This is three out of five of this um arc and i'm terrified that once we get to the next arc yep. that this artist is just gonna it's gonna peace just tank. out but i uh even if we just get five issues of this yep i'll be so be, happy and we'll have the whole run down yep it's gonna be so good agreed uh ratings five five yeah five, fives fives across the board this thing was fucking incredible. That easy d get that easy d uh it's break time break time so that means we need to finish our beers beer time get a third and we'll be back with the bargain bins and our poll list for next week. So stick around. Yeah. And we are back for the last round of books, Dan. We sure are. Do you know what time it is? Time to talk about this beer. Oh, yeah. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> I got I got a little distracted. I'm off script. 
You sure are. Uh, let's touch bases on the beard, Dan. How do you feel about the beard? Or how do you want to marry the beard? Do you want to be part of the beard? Do you want the beard to be? Uh... I'd like to be in the beard. Yes. I'd like to be around the beard. Yes. I would like to have the beard inside of me as well. It's just good beer. I like it. I like the taste. And that's that's a uh, you know that's the most important part of a beer is liking the taste. That's a wrap. Yeah. As far as I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised to see that this is five point four percent. It seems a little high for a half, or is it not? I mean, maybe, I think it's on the high end. I think it's still around average. I think, like, 5% might be average, maybe. Yeah, when but... I think, I, like, 4.7 to yeah. 5.3, I guess. So yeah. I, I guess, like, the... Yeah, it might be on the slightly <clears throat> higher end. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, totally out there, but yeah. A doppelhefeweizen. A doppelweizen. A doppelweizenburger. Man, I had a Aelis, or not Aelis, um, Mobcraft made an Imperial Hefeweizen. And it was terrible. That sounds awful. Yeah. It sounds like it's entirely missing the point of what yeah. Hefeweizen it is. It 100% was. Let's make a Hefeweizen and make it American. <laughs> Double the alcohol. Double the alcohol. And they put like, I don't know, orange peels or something in it. Because obviously. And, and, and they dumped a bunch of fucking banana runts yeah. in the secondary yeah. to, <laughs> to give it a real banana Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, this beer is yummy. Uh... That's all I gotta say. It's a yummy. It's a yummy. I wish six. that there were more of this type of Hefeweizen in America. I'm gonna tell you, man. All we have to do is go to Estabrook. I said this last time we had a yeah. Hefeweizen on here. Go to You're Estabrook. Right. Get you one of them one liter. Yeah. Uh, Crawlers? No. What do you call them? Oh, the Stein. The big old Steins. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll just play spike ball and drink that all day. I would love that. It's I would amazing. love that. That sounds so, like my version of paradise. That's where I went for my birthday. I was supposed to go there and then go to a Street Fighter local. <laughs> I got way too fucked up to go to the Street Fighter local and I ended up just like sleeping at Savannah's little sister's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Amazing. And then I came back the next day and then we all hung out yeah. for, my, for my thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Super I, fun. Yeah, I do. I do really want to go there. The problem, though, is that you can't buy Estabrook beer in Madison yeah. at liquor stores. Sure. You know what I mean, yeah, I but that's some... why it's so good. I know, but there's got to be. A... I mean, these. This is good. This is really good, and it's bottled. Yeah, but it's not as good. Yeah, but it's... and I bet I bet this beer. I bet this beer in Germany was fucking better than Estabrook, but Estabrook beats this in my mind. On draft. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but... If these guys can make a good Hefeweizen bottle, then there's got to be other places that can do it. That's all mm-hmm. I want. And because, yeah, right. if I wasn't right. at Total Wine, I would not have been able to find a Hefeweizen that tastes good. Uh, Dan, a Hefeweizen beer. A Hefeweizen beer. I wonder if that... Is there is there a distinction? Um, Hefeweizen beer versus Hefeweizen? Uh-oh. I, I don't think so. We haven't done our research. No, I mean, I know... It, it, it's got to be just in terms of language, but I no in terms of style, those are the same things. Uh, we'll see when we get our fan mail coming in, pouring in, <laughs> being like it'll what it'll uh, will be. Are this podcast will end up on like some like have a Weissen enthusiast yeah. forum or something and get distributed? These pedestrians, they reviewed a half a vice beer as if it were a half a vice <laughs> scum. No, it's definitely the same thing. Uh, bargain bins? Should we talk? Yeah, bargain bins. Should we talk about the bargain bins every single week? Every the good week. people of Graham Crackers Comics say, "Hey, Jared, you want some free trash comics? You want free trash?" And I say, "Give me them trash. I Load love me up." Trash. I just unhinge my jaw, and then they just <laughs> d- dump. They just dump the trash right down my gullet, like a mama bird. And this week, child. we have three fresh garbagey issues. Yep. Uh, 
We have She-Wolf, uh, image comic written by Rich Tommaso, and I pulled it because I recognized the name. Yeah. We have our um, contractually obligated Ultraverse <laughs> book. This is Freaks? Freaks. I thought it was Frey. Oh, yeah, me too, but they're just they're like, shoot, blasting, they're blasting the, the X. X. So this is Freaks, number two, uh, Malibu Comics. Okay. And we've got a darker image. And I pulled this one because I recognize the name as well. It's uh, Sam Keith, Jim Lee, and Rob Liefeld. And that's a number one, baby. That's a number one. Um, I guess we can start with She-Wolf. This was a number two, I think. Yeah. Spell number two. Spell number to two. The, according to the cover. Uh, Dan, you actually liked this book, right? I thought it was pretty... I right, mean, as how far about you, as how bargain about you ta- How about go. you talk about it? I, okay. Yeah, you go... Uh, yeah, how, it, how about you talk about it? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, this was a trip... It was very trippy. Most of it was like a fever dream. There's the the main character is a werewolf, she wolf, yeah, and the other main character is a like vampire, but not really. They just it's mostly like a man bat, like they turn into giant bats. Um, so she spends most of this issue hallucinating in the bathroom with this vampire. Who, it was like teaching her how to like lucid dream, right? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, man. It, but yeah, she like takes her to hell, and then she takes her to like, I don't know. It looks like she's a an, an Inca or like a Native American at some point. Probably racist. I don't really know. And then they go down water slides, and then they're like, "Oh, we're still hallucinating in the bathroom." And then she wakes up, and it was all a dream, Jared. And, uh, and then she told her, and then yeah, she but they slaughters knew was, a goat. They knew it was all a dream, right? Oh, did they? Yeah, because she's telling him the whole. She's telling her the whole time that it's like it's a lucid dream, and I thought that she was saying that it's a lucid dream and the bathroom was real. Oh, because that's where they were lucid dreaming. Dude, I didn't fucking follow this. Yeah, this uh, is one of those indie comics. It's and very it, indie. It, it had that like indie, co- like mid two thousand indies comic. I want. Yeah. I'm actually gonna. Can I snag this from yeah. you and like look at when it was? Uh, it had that kind of fucking like where yeah. like none of the dialogue makes sense. And, yep. I, and I honestly think that like they thought that this was two thousand one. And it's all like <laughs> kinda of painted like a two thousand like an Andy Warhol or something. It, they just thought that like nonsense was like deep and like it yeah. has this kind of like weird <laughs> yeah, weird totally beatnik vibe to yep. it where they're like, Yeah, yep. man, doop 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 and yeah. then you know, you just fade into the effervescence, man, and yeah. that, that's that's when you get that widdly wah and then and you slaughter a goat, but it's all part of life, man. It's all part of life and the big old circle in the sky keeps on turning and but the but the wobbly wobbly and, <laughs> and you're just like the wobbly What the fuck are you real, saying? Man. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it didn't make any sense. I just kind of like the art. I liked that. I don't know. It was kind of like Samurai Jack where there weren't a lot of edges on anything. It's all just <laughs> It's all just very uh I don't know. It's all very impressionistic, I guess. The one thing I liked was that the goat had little music notes on the side, but then they fucking killed the goat. Oh, yeah, so and they, then killed, they killed it. They killed the only cool part of, about this entire thing. Yeah. And then at the end, she, the big reveal <laughs> is that her dad is a really weird looking... <laughs> He's this in the furry zombie. He's in a fucking sat. He's in the Bigfoot pose. Yeah, he That's is. That's the fucking yeah. Bigfoot pose. Yeah, you're right. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was. I liked it though. The early 2000s were a really weird thing for like these kind of bizarre indie comics yeah. of people being like, "Hey, we can break out of the mainstream, y'all." Yeah. 
I'm hitting bongos right now. You guys can't see. I don't know. Maybe bongos. is that when like when did indie comics become sort of? I think mainstream? it was around then. It might have yeah. been around then. Because like I think they always to, existed. I think back to some of the weirdest bargain bins that we've had. And they've all been that like 1999 to 2004 era. Yeah. We're like, what was that fucking one? Uh, concrete. Concrete was like. Oh, at least concrete of... made sense. I'm thinking about the yeah, samurai the one with the dragon, the, the, the samurai yeah, dude with who the like, head that was talking to and him. He, all it did was say stupid shit that yeah. like the, the, it the was the only stuff, dialogue of the the exact stuff that I was saying where it was just, just like this gibberish. like faux deep yeah nonsense yeah. and you're like okay I get it you do a lot of acid yeah but like maybe don't write it down and share it with the world because like I know you think that it's really cool but it's not unless you're uh, Grant Morrison unless you're Grant Morrison yeah. But, like, the thing about Grant Morrison is he did a lot of acid and he traveled. Yes. This guy just did a lot of acid <laughs> yeah. and then, like, wrote this shit down. And in was like, no, basement. that's real good. You know, like, yeah. you think about it in the time, you're like, this is real good. And then you wake up and you sober up and you think that, you're like, you're like reading, like, this is fucking trash. Yeah. He was yeah. like, he, he he woke up and was like, this is awesome. And yeah, so if you're going to do acid and write comics, you should do it in least, Thailand like Grant uh, Yeah, Grant at least Morrison, travel yeah. around and meet some people. Yeah. And maybe get some people to vet your shit. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Ultraverse Frey. I even wrote it. Freaks. <laughs> freaks number two. Uh, I'll talk about this one. Yeah. This is a ragtag crew of freaks. Uh, they're ultras. I'm thinking Which that they... superhero. Yep, that's uh, ultras in the ultraverse. Um, I'm thinking that that... This is kind of like an origin thing where all these different... You're, you're getting kind of backgrounds into each one of their own personal like life bullshit. Like there's a lady who doesn't want to take her shirt off because she's got tentacles underneath. And then there's like a guy who's like afraid of abandonment. Uh, it's, it's not a whole lot there's like not a whole lot more to say about this the art is awful the yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be an ultraverse if there wasn't like a really rapey scene yeah it's kind of like yeah. a rapey scene and then like he like grabs her arm on the front porch. he's like no. like no you can kiss me you can do it and yeah. Like, yeah and she's like i don't want I don't to want to and he's like oh don't be shy and yeah. like, hey. it's like ah comfortable but then at the end she takes her shirt off finally finally to reveal her technically tentacle body, body. which yeah. I'm, I'm actually down with i think that's I mean, kind of yeah. cool. self body you know acceptance yeah we're all about po- body image positivity on this podcast exactly. and if you've got tentacles sprouting out of your arms more you know, power more to power you. to you that's awesome yeah yeah this sucked yeah it was bad next up freaks versus freaks i can't wait to find can't that one wait. in the bargain room can't wait to find you know, out which freaks win there is an the other there freaks. is an advertisement for um rune which sean my comic books guy swears by he says rune is, really he says rune is actually good that's he's interesting. like he's like i know i know but rune is actually good and when you look at it and you're like okay I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm seeing. It, it's it fucking. It's definitely it's more creepy. Like it's it. more visually distinct than any of the all the ultraverse right. stuff, right? Yeah. Like the, he's they drew his dick, man. Yeah, that they, thing. They actually drew a dick. A bulgy peen. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I might. I might try to find some. And I do like the like weird retro advertisements. Yeah, for sure. And that's then, that's always yeah. Super should, Nintendo advertisements on the back page. I, that's always a good. I feel like we need a segment in this podcast where we read a letter to Diane. <laughs> is it are they is there one in here yeah oh yeah Ask and they've diane. got a picture we talked again. we talked about diane yep. she's she's in yep. every one of these we should really fucking find right. one and read it for a yeah. section yeah maybe should we do it right now oh, we haven't i haven't vetted these yeah me neither damn it okay they could be vet. maybe next time maybe next time okay look forward to next issue where we talk about heroes in crisis number six written by cia operative tom <laughs> king and talk about and read a letter to diane yeah Oh, wait, no, here's here's one. Here's a Dear Diane. It's right here. Dear Diane, why, when Prime gets shot, does he start turning into goop? 
Brian Doms, Germansville, Pennsylvania. Well, Brian, the goop you are referring to is Prime's liquid flesh, uh, the substance that provides Kevin all the necessities of life while he's in Prime form. When Prime is attacked or under fire, the flesh will eventually become unstable and start to liquefy. Hence, the goop. How is that not clear? I don't know. Was reading Brian, that. you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Brian from Germansville, Pennsylvania, you're a fucking idiot, and you should have figured that out. I'm kind of curious. What do you think Diane's up to nowadays? Do you think she made it to like a mainstream publisher? Or do I you hope think she so. died with the rest of the she universe. Didn't, she didn't die. She I mean, made it her faded into. May have. Yeah, her, she made it. I don't. I told you about this last time. I'm not convinced Diane is real. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Diane is just a, a fat guy and a pair yeah. and a pair of whitey tighties that just bought this. Until like, I see a last name uh, and a LinkedIn profile, exactly. I'm not convinced. And who who just bought the rights to this like LinkedIn image? <laughs> to this like sh- Shutterstock. Exactly. A yeah. picture of this like <laughs> she's pretty, very pretty brunette yeah. lady. You know what I mean? Like that. But not that, too pretty to the point that where like yeah, she's like a Tinder bot. Start to yeah. question it. Exactly. Be like, ha, she's attainable. <laughs> no, she's not, dude. No, no. She is 8,000 times out of your league, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Ah. And also may not exist. And it's probably, well, I mean, that, that woman exists. There's clearly a picture of her. This I is mean, before Photoshop, Dan. This is 1990. You never know, Jerry. They could have conjured an image. Aliens. From the dark. Actually, that was what the fucking Roswell aliens dropped was Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop. And, and the U.S. government was like, well shit shit uh, that's the only salvage really the only useful. tech we could salvage we but wanted it, to kill you but moving on moving on we have uh this is a this is a bonus bonus because this is three stories in one we have yeah. darker image number one uh there's a whole lot of people on this i'm not going to give a bunch of shout outs but we have sam keith jim lee and rob leefeld it's like I an think they're writers kind of deal, so. yeah i think they're introducing so it's image image comics right yeah darker image so i'm thinking this might be like a hey we're rebooting image in like a dark a dc black label yeah uh is there anything you want to talk about in this i really liked the art on the first one the art on the first one was really good and then it got kind of porny um sam sam keith did the art on the first one yeah the first one was so cool like the the colors and the environment and there was like a big giant thing that was trying to crush the main character i don't know it was, it was just cool did sam keith do the fucking i know i need to look this up did know, he do the man. shaolin cowboy art oh that yeah what is the name was, shaolin cowboy that was it yeah it was something like that right it does look like that a lot i think i gotta look this up now yeah you should look it i'm up. gonna look it up i'm gonna okay. look it up sam keith shaolin cowboy you you talk about some of the other sure stuff. so yeah the first one who is this character <laughs> I don't know his name, but he he looks like a huge badass, except he spends most of the comic running away from this giant thing with a which I appreciate. Yeah, which I which I appreciate as well. I'm like, oh man, this dude's gonna be a tryhard, and he's like, oh shit, I gotta run from this thing. Yeah, and uh, and then he gets saved by like a mostly naked cave woman, and then it turns out that he was just drunk and the cave woman is like basically his girlfriend who's just putting him to sleep which is kind of which is yeah it was kind of funny yeah it was not sam keith it was not sam keith okay okay um and then the second one who i have i've got his collector's card yeah 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 blood blood wolf Wolf was spelled with a u oh my god this one was a trip this dude looks like it's like if Guile's hair from Street Fighter was even worse. It's just sticks it's, straight up. Like it is a, no, I what, honest to God, it's just fucking Wolverine with Vegeta's hair. 
Yeah. That's all they fucking that's did. True. They were yeah, like Vegeta hair. For yeah. Sure. That's for sure. That's literally it. They're like, what happens if we took the thing that the kids in the anime like, which is like sharp, pointy hair, and put them on our fucking yeah. Western drawn dudes? And he's a bounty hunter who murders a million people because someone insulted his grandmother. Is that what that says? That's the plot of this. Oh my god. Yeah, he, he. That's why it says on the back of your collector's card. Oh, yes. Um, it says. <laughs> There's no one nearer to. Uh, Blood Wolf's hearth and his beloved grandma, Grandma Grandma Blood Wolf, Wolf, and the preservation of her good name has been the cause of more than one outrageous confrontation. Thank God I have this collector's card. I wonder how much this thing retails for on eBay. So yeah, he just meets like, I don't know, it seems like he he meets the big bad guy and they like kind of build it up and then he just blasts his head off, which was kind of funny. Very graphic though, and then he just like shoots. There's a a nice Scarface reference that has a say hello to my little friend. And then we get a young bloodshot, which is a very bizarre thing because um, licensing and stuff. Comic books are so fucking weird. So yeah. bloodshot is like a is like a valiant superhero, but uh, we get him in this image thing, and I wonder if there was like a split. Yeah, I don't know. And then, the, and then the last one was basically Rambo. In yeah, that's, Mexico. Blo- that's bloodshot. Yeah, yeah. Rambo it, in Mexico. He kills his fucking poor boat driver. Yeah. Oh no, senor! And he's yeah. just like, you talk too much, yeah. <laughs> and shoots him. I'm like, oh my god! It's like, jeez, dude. The art in this was pretty decent, though. It was too. pretty good, it and was, the colors were. were it nice. reminds me of like Metal Gear Solid. Like all yeah. of these panels looks mm-hmm. like it could be, could have been in a Metal Gear Solid game. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah. Honestly, that wasn't the worst. I thought that that was more entertaining than most bargain yeah. bins. And yeah, the it was art actually was definitely good. like a higher quality than most bargain bins. Somebody really likes butts. Oh god, man. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, she was. I really was super on board with this actually until she showed up, and I was yeah. like, even her character's okay. Yeah, yeah, like she's written fine. Yeah, but just the way she's depicted, it was like she's in a caveman bikini. Yeah, but I guess if it's a, like his drunk stupor dream, yeah, that but she makes shows it a up later. Look at those low rise jeans. Yeah, they don't they don't make jeans like that anymore, dude. <laughs> sure don't. Uh, big oof. Big oof. Well, that this... boy is gonna get me evicted. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the end of the bargain That's bin. That's the end of it, and that means the show is drawing to a close. But we do have one last thing we'd like to talk about, which is our pull list for next week. So, pull list in comic books is basically all the books that you're gonna buy next week, and we've compiled everyone that we're going to read next week for you guys. Uh, if you want to head over to your local comic book shop, pick them up. If you don't, understandable. Yes. Uh, and you won't get the bargain bins because those are just those are just my own whimsy. Um, but next week is actually a pretty big week. Uh, I think we have like something like around like eleven books. That makes Eight, sense. Nine, yeah, yeah, eleven, eleven or twelve. That's yeah. just at a glance, baby. I think that's eight. Oh, it's eleven. Yeah, you're right. Eleven. It's eleven. <laughs> I think. 11. I think that's eight, dude. <laughs> I think that's eight. Anyway, Marvel Comics. We have Avengers: No Road Home number three. I'm gonna force Dan McHugh to read this. The I'm gonna make him read all twelve issues of this fucking oh, series. Man, I can't wait. We've got Daredevil number two, Fantastic Four number seven, and West Coast Avengers number eight. West Coast Avengers is super fun. It's written by Kelly Thompson. I have no idea. Yeah, it's written by Kelly Thompson and his uh, Hawk Gal. Yeah, Hawk Kate, Gal Kate and Bishop. Kate Bishop and some other cool stuff. She's it's, the best. I it's love a lot her. of fun. Uh, DC. We have Action Comic Action Comics number one thousand eight. We're getting some some drama, some Clark Kent drama. That's fun. Heroes in Crisis, we'll check back in and see what's going on with uh, Sanctuary. 
and oh actually unra- hopefully unravel the mystery of like the fucking time displaced barry or wally west corpse right oh yeah because uh yeah the reveal yep. in the last one is yeah dead wally was like five days older or younger than he should have been five minutes older or five something minutes, yeah uh, it was only minutes but like something's wrong the yeah, time displaced yeah. uh we got wonder woman number 65 and a great cover the terrifics number 13 and hex wives number five seeing if hex wives is actually going to be done we'll see right yeah yeah and then for others uh, indie publishers or whatever we've got buffy the vampire slayer number two and then man eaters keeping up with the man eaters number six so which are you excited for most Jarrett? out of that entire list yeah. i think i'm the most excited for checking into the fantastic four again i'm really excited about wonder woman mm-hmm. uh and hex wives i want to see where that goes yep. and then buffy the, I, i'm gonna say buffy and man eaters yeah i'm excited for pretty much the whole list yeah honestly. it's it's a good list it's a good i'm one. probably mostly excited for heroes in crisis honestly i'm like fully hooked on that shit uh but i'm also very invested in hex wives and yeah. man eaters cool 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 well uh that's been me Jarrett moore and me dan McHugh. for another issue of craft comics thank you so much for joining us uh we're tuning out tuning off nah. signing off tuning we're, out makes it sound like we're just like, we're tuning out we've out. I, we've actually been tuned out this entire podcast yeah. but we're now signing off thank you once again and we'll be back next week goodbye have a great day bye, bye. have a good have a good day <laughs> bye have a good day Oh, can we get that cat purr? Oh, that's so good. That's so nice. Perfect. Good job, Cakes.